Attention, there is a very fat pair of pants hanging on the flagpole this morning. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer, uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. I want you guys to go out there and protect your balls at any cost. Dude, John, I can't believe you drink all that beer already, dude. We just got here. Hey, welcome to Round the Campfire. I'm your host, Ty Vernon. Joining me is... John Green. How's it going? It's going good. Um, yeah, how are you? I am doing well. It's good to be here. Speaking of beer, um, what's your beer of choice? I think Guinness. I know the answer. Yeah, uh, yeah for yeah. sure, Guinness, man. That stuff is just so, it's so just thick and creamy, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> thick and creamy. I love it. Mm. Very well, thick and very creamy. Welcome, everybody, again to Around the Campfire, uh, where we sit around a campfire, real or not, and we talk about Oh, it's real. Whatever, whatever we want to... Oh, it is real, yeah. Um, Talk about whatever we want to talk about. Solve life's problems. You know, we can talk about your bowel movements and the, you know, dietary habits that are contributing to it. We can talk about whatever. Mysteries of the universe, politics, anything. Actually, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Let's try to solve that. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. I'm I'm actually really kind of interested in this is very recent, you know, the whole great reset sort of uh conspiracy theory. I'm a big fan of that one. Um what what is that? Cuz I've heard that a couple times. I'm I'm actually not familiar with it. Well, I'm going to butcher it, but it's basically I I don't I hesitate to call them radicals, but we'll just call them radicals. Let's just say that there is a section of the population worldwide that would like to see sort of Western influences, capitalism and stuff. They don't like that. And so they would like to get rid of it. And basically what the great reset is, is like they've looked at the coronavirus pandemic as like a jumping off point because everything was shut down. And so now they're like, well, normally we can't get people to vote for these things, but now that everything's all freaked out and everybody's willing to give up a lot of freedoms and stuff, it's like this opportunity for them to like sort of flip society like upside down and usher in the sort of policies that they want. So you can start getting into like no more fossil fuels and we're not going to eat cows anymore because they're polluting the environment. We're going to do this, you know, plant-based beyond meat stuff. Like they're trying to usher in a bunch of that stupid hippie stuff. Hmm. And it really pisses me off. Cause do you think, okay. Well, who's, who's they? Everyone. <laughs> See, that's where it starts okay. getting conspiracy. So, theory. All right. So now we're, now we're just off the ledge here. Okay. Um, sorry, go on. Well, okay, so Justin Trudeau, the um, Prime Minister of Canada, I think is his title, he even mentions it. There's like several people like, yeah, it was a great reset. There's an opportunity for a great reset. So it's actually like a, a real term. But what I was getting into, okay. Well, just because they use the words. Yeah, but then they also lay out certain principles where it's like, hold on, guys. Um, okay, do you think that let's just talk about America 
first. Do you think there is some sort of shadow government that's really in charge? Or is it just like tons of bureaucracy that's just bogged everything down and you can get someone in there that's like, I'm going to change things, but there's so much at at play that even if they try and change things, it's like steering a ship that's not even moving, you know? Like you're just moving the rudder. Do you think that's the case? Um, I think a little bit of... I, I don't think either. I think what it is is that the legislative branch has pretty much given all of its authority to the the new quote-unquote administrative branch, um, which is the unofficial fourth branch of the government. And what the administrative branch is, is the legislative branch will pretty much say, hey, we don't want to spend time listening to experts to try and figure out what's the best regulation on a specific thing because they have to go in and regulate everything because that's who they are, they're the government. So when they go in, so I don't know anything about um, no topic A, so they'll create like a little administrative agency for topic A. And they'll say, all right, topic A, you can regulate anything having to do with B, C, D. It's like, okay, so. So um, like the DEA and like drugs and like yeah, alcohol. Exactly. It's like, that's um, your guy's lane. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so they, they'll, then that agency will pretty much without any insight, create a rules and regulations around that specific topic. And I say without any any insight is because they're unelected bureaucrats and they do provide um, time for comment from the public, but you can comment on anything. <laughs> like you, can, you can comment all you want, but that doesn't mean they're going to listen to you. You know, so... Um, so it's, it's, I think that since the legislative branch keeps giving out power to the administrative agencies and because the politicians also, if they give power to the administrative agencies, they can also just say like, Hey, like they're the ones actually like like doing everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's not us. Yes, exactly. It's how Biden used OSHA. It's like, so that way all of the, uh, anyone in Congress can pretty much can literally just say hey, it's not like it's not on my hands. It's OSHA doing its thing. It's not me. So they can get what they want done without actually taking any political blowback. And so that's what, um, especially more so the Democratic Party than the Republicans, but for sure the Republicans too. Um, they both just just given the administrative agency so much power just to kind of be able to get themselves elected on nothing substantial. Because just give gave away all that power. So now it's 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 ridiculous, man. Um, but so yeah, I guess the in conclusion, neither one. I think it's we've just given so much power away that it's just gone off the rails. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I'm sticking with it is a giant cabal of child sex predators that are running everything. I'm sticking with that. Oh, whoa. They're also sex predators. Yeah, man. Epstein, mm. come on, Clinton, they and then probably, Epstein, Epstein getting Hillary. Yeah, they probably caused COVID to cover up. The, uh, I don't know, Epstein. man. You know what's weird though, man? Epstein disappeared from the news really fucking quickly, like very quickly. Yeah, 
And like, I don't know, man, maybe it's just a bunch of hullabaloo, but like freaking uh, even with uh, Ghislaine, her trial, I thought we were going to get like names and stuff and we just got nothing and they are kind of keeping it all hush hush. It's like, uh, can we, you know, was right. Can we clear Bill Clinton or can we expose him? Like we, either or would work. Yeah, that'd be nice. But the guy flew on his plane, I think it was 26 times. Yeah. All the time. All the time, dude. The Lolita Express. Dude, did you see that photo of, uh, Giz- I don't know how to say her name. Ghislaine? Ghislaine. Yeah. Ghislaine? Sorry, Ghislaine. Um, have you seen that photo of her giving uh, Epstein a foot massage, but she's like jamming her boobs into his foot? <laughs> No, I haven't. It's pretty weird. They're on a, I think they're on the Lolita Express. And I don't know who took that photo, but it was, yeah, just like jam your boobs on my foot and rub them. She's like, okay. Dude, that's, oh my gosh. Wait, so what do you think's worse? A child molesty type person or like a freaking serial killer? I think they are. It took a while on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, serial killer because they kill people. But like, shit, man. Raping a kid's pretty bad. <laughs> like, pretty bad. Um, that's. Yeah. I think that's right down there with killing people, I would say. Okay, so you think killing's worse. Okay, so. Oh, for sure, like, killing's worse. Okay, so I was going down um, a serial killer rabbit hole the other day. And like, you know, you have like the the typical um, serial killers, like Zodiac Killer and um, Richard Ramirez, Night Stalker, like guys like that. Like, Yeah, I already know about that guy. Dude, I I found this guy, uh, I think his name is uh, Albert Fish. It was like the early 1900s that he was doing it. Dude, okay. they think he, he killed like over 100 people. Um, I think he, yeah, he did it in like New York area. Um, but dude, he was all messed up. Like he uh, spent like a bunch of time in like orphanages. It doesn't, I don't know what happened to his parents that must have died. Um, and he like blamed his childhood upbringing like, the orphanages and like the abuse he got there for his like behavior. Um, dude. And he started working as a prostitute and he started sexually abusing young boys. And he like got this obsession with like mutilation, self harm and like cannibalism and all that cool stuff. Um, cool. All that cool stuff. Yeah. And he said that he, uh, targeted (laughs) mentally handicapped people. And because he's in his words, they would not be missed as well as women and children. And he would like, I don't think, no, he didn't use guns. He used like knives and cleavers and stuff. Um, And then at like, at the end of his life, he had like psychosis and he claimed he was doing God's work. And then he, his last victim, he sent a letter to the victim's mom. It was a girl he killed. 
um, sent a letter to uh, the victim's mom describing how he ate her remains. And that's how the uh, authorities eventually tracked him down is through that letter. This was 1920s, 30s. So there's not a lot of technology back then. And then he was executed with the electric chair and his final words were, I don't even know why I'm here. No, what do you think of that? They tracked him with the letter. I don't, I don't know. Return address. I don't know. I'm like, can you imagine dude? <laughs> oh shoot. I didn't take that out. Like you put like it that. in the Dropbox and you like turn around and start walking away. You're like, wait a minute. Did I put a return address? It's it's too late. Postman already got it. Dang. What I'm seeing a lot with these guys, I mean, I guess there are some girl serial killers. Not really a lot of them, though. Dude, a lot of them, a lot of them have like this common denominator of being abused when they were when they were little. Hmm. And no, I'm not gonna wade into those waters. Hate speech. But uh, no, I'm I'm not waiting into those. You got to get elected to an office, and you don't want to be affiliated with what I'm about to say. So, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, dude, freaking wild. There's even some. There's even some serial killers that are like normal, and then they would like fall off a swing and like hit their head, and it would like change their personality. And I think. There's this, I don't know if she's a comedian. There's this like famous chick recently who like had one personality and then got into like a pretty bad car accident and her personality completely changed because she had like a little bit of brain damage and she became way more impulsive and just wild. One of my best friends, his wife, who's also one of my really good friends, um, she got in a car crash when she was about, I think around 14. And when she woke up, she had absolutely no memory like at all. Wait, what and happened at 14? She got in a car crash. Car crash. Yeah. And so she hit her head. She got went into a coma when she woke up. She had absolutely like no memory of what happened before. And she was telling me that when like her family would tell her that she's a completely different person, like an entirely different personality. And she's a wonderful person and I love her. And, but that's crazy that she's a totally different person in that body than she was yeah. before the, uh, like before the crash. Okay, dude, I'm trying to find. Oh, dude. Have you heard of toxoplasmosis? I have no idea what that is. Okay. This is in the same lane of like you get injured or something and then you act like differently. Okay. Dude. Is that what that's called? No, this toxoplasmosis is a parasite. Dude. Okay. I don't want to butcher this. I'm not trying to, uh, trying to remember. Okay. I'll just footnote it. Dude. Okay, let's see. Basically, you get these things that hook onto your feet. Okay. 
Very similar. Yeah. Um, Toxoplasmosis. Let's do impulse control. So if you walk around barefoot, this is going to be some stupid article. Discover magazine. Okay, so Toxoplasma gondii is a tiny organism that lives inside cells. It might live in your cells. It's thought to infect up to 50% of the world's population, along with cats. Um, basically, it infects your brain. You pick it up by walking around bare feet. It was very common in the South and in France. Really? Yes. And well, like, what does it do? So there's some research that's showing that it makes people more impulsive and prone to mental illness. Specifically with women, it makes them more sexually promiscuous. Really? And it, Yes, and it makes guys very, like, they do very risky behavior with, like, wanton disregard for, like, the consequences. It basically just makes you a little more wild. Huh. And stupid. And it's like 50% of the world's population has it. I think I, I was listening to Joe Rogan talk about it, and it was, like, freaking me out. I was like, what the fudge? Dude, yeah. I kind of want... I don't know. I kind of want a little bit... Uh, maybe I could get a little bit of that in me and be a little less uh, like calm and calculated. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's one way to do it. Yeah, because you look at... um. Okay, would you consider yourself smart? You are a lawyer, but generally, would you consider yourself smart? In some ways and other ways definitely not okay i would consider myself pretty smart um okay i'd agree with and that sometimes i look at i mean this is subjective i look at dumber people and they're just having the time of their lives <laughs> you know like they don't they don't care they're not like thinking about a bunch of stuff they're just like woo having a good time <laughs> yeah. And you see like a little balloon and they're like, whoa, look at the balloon. And like, for me, I stuff bores me, you know, and I look at those dumb people and I'm like, man, that kind of sounds fun. What do you mean by dumb people? Uh, people with less impulse control, people that are easily entertained. Um, basically people that aren't like cold calculated, constantly thinking about like deeper stuff, you know? I don't know. Okay, who's our dumbest friend? What do you think? Mark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not putting anyone on blast like that. Um, well, obviously, it's broad strokes. Like, I don't think Mark's dumb. I'm just like, just for the sake of argument, I'm like, who's our dumbest friend?
I don't know. It's got to be Mark. Yeah. Like, are are you a, are you an emotional person, John? Um, it kind of depends, I guess. Like for the most part, like in, I don't know. I'd I'd say average. I maybe cry once every two weeks, once every month or so. Really? Yeah. How often do you cry? Dude, I think I I think I repress it and I bottle it up and then I'll be watching like some stupid dude, I'll watch a stupid TV commercial. And like the way like the song is, it'll I'll be like, what the fuck? What am I feeling right now? And then it goes away. And I'm like, oh. Oh well. I'll watch a dumb movie with like a dog and the dog will die and I'll freaking cry. But not normally in real life. I don't usually cry at a lot of stuff. Wait, when was like the last time you cried? Um, not like a movie or something like real life. Like, oh man, this affects me and I'm crying. Yeah. Probably, probably like three years ago when I saw my grandpa in the hospital for the first time. Yeah. Dang, dude. Yeah, I don't cry that much. Anyway. Like, okay, we won't mention his name, but like this particular person tends to be driven by his emotions a lot, right? Okay, I agree. Okay. With that, the highs are very high. He's having a great time. Emotionally, he's feeling great, and so it's everything's just freaking awesome. But then... Emotions kick in, and then it's driving home from borderline and crying in the back of the car, you know? Right. Someone who's not very emotionally driven, I probably should correct my statement of dumb people. Someone who's not very emotionally driven, your highs are very mild, and your lows are also very mild. You're just like, whatever. Figure it out. I kind of think it would be fun to be those super emotionally driven people just for a little bit because it seems like they have so much more fun i think you're just emotionally repressed you think you haven't cried in three years yeah because nothing i don't there's nothing to cry about what was the last thing you cried at um like does your dad cry I've seen my dad cry twice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For those of you that don't know, his dad is like some crazy ex SWAT chopper gunner, freaking killer cop guy. Yeah. Killer. Um, No. Yeah. I think I've only seen him cry like twice, maybe. Um, But but, I like, I don't know. I think the last thing I cried at was I found out that my dog had like a tumor in the cartoon. Yeah. And so that was a couple weeks ago. And then, um, yeah. So, I mean, that obviously was upsetting. So I cried then, but I mean, before that it was, Oh, maybe a tough day at work or just feeling super lonely. And 
Um, having a good cry, and then you feel better afterward. And that was that probably so strange to that. me. I understand the dog thing. Like, if I found out uh, that Chance had a tumor, I wouldn't cry when I found out he had the tumor. I would definitely cry when he died. Because I did that with my old dog. It sucked. But uh, beyond death or serious bodily permanent harm? I don't... uh... You know what's weird, man? I remember... Were we friends when I had Molly and and, uh, Bear, the dogs? I don't know. Um, we we like bred German shepherds for a while, and um, it's more like a a birds and the bees kind of <laughs> um, example and how to like raise babies <laughs> and the cycle of life kind of thing. Oh, I thought parents, you said it's like a bird. Thought it was the birds and the bees that like you learned about sex through the dogs. Oh no, so no, no, like, that, that is weird. Um, no, not like that at all, but uh, it was like the, a demonstration of the cycle of life and um, yeah. caring for animals and stuff like that. Um, and so we, we did that for a while, but uh, so that was Molly and Bear. And we eventually got out like twice and attacked our neighbor's dog. Um, but the neighbor's dog would like go up and down the side of the fence. Like he'd get out, go up and down the, like our yard fence again and again and again, driving the dogs crazy. So when the dogs got out, they'd like run and try and find them. Um, which, I mean, doesn't excuse it. They should not have been running. They're out of control. So anyway, but yeah, so we actually had to sell them. And I remember when we got rid of them, I had like completely repressed all the emotion attached to it. I like thought it was silly that the rest of my family was like sad about it that we were selling them. And I was like, they're just dogs. I don't get it. But like, <laughs> I know, <laughs> looking back, like I know that I was actually extremely upset about it. And I just refused to let myself feel anything. Um, yeah, weird. Okay, so tell me this. Ethan and I were talking about this the other day. Let's say... It's something about you that you can't change, okay? Let's say, like, sexual history or whatever. It's it's already happened and you can't change it. And you're dating this chick and you really like her. And then you, like, tell her this information and then she dumps you as a result. She goes, no, like, I can't accept you for that. Uh, Ethan and I would have no problem with that. We would go, okay. Like, that is who I am. So if you're not okay with that, thanks for telling me. You know, appreciate it. Would that be your response or would it be different? No, I mean, you're, you are, you are, and you can't make other people love you or, and you can't make, and even if they do love you, that's still like, everyone has that thing. I think that's probably a deal breaker for them. And if I'm sure, many things about me or deal breakers for some people. And you know, that's just how it is. And <laughs> if it's something you can work on and change, then that's totally fine. If it's something like, Oh, I don't know. I don't like your ears. <laughs> and you're kind of stuck with it and you just oh, got to deal with much. it. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I, I guess it would hurt, but you can't, you know, force someone to date you. I don't know, man. Maybe I am emotionally repressed. I don't really feel a lot of emotion, to be honest. 
But my mom is like that. And my grandma is super like that on my mom's side. You can't even get her to mellow. Yeah. She's just like emotionally detached. Like. It's hard to get her to hug you. Like you got to like pull her in. Really? Yeah. And then when. uh, Let's see. My mom's mom. Her first husband was an abusive alcoholic that broke her leg. Jeez, dude. Yeah, and she was able to leave that, and she was totally fine. And then when her second husband uh, died of lung cancer, she just like hit the ground running. And it's just like, oh, he's gone. All right, time to move on. That's just how she is. And then so my mom is like that to a lesser degree. But I think I got a little bit of a higher dose. I don't know. This would be awesome if we had like a bunch of guys on right now we could just filter them through and be like how often do you cry next how often do you cry next just like get like an idea yeah you know what's sad man like um you've watched the lord of the rings right yeah like you've read the books uh no i just watched the movies um so i guess in the books especially but dude that the men in there are like not afraid to really show each other affection or anything and I think that's sad that we like don't do that nowadays. Like I think a lot of guys feel isolated because they aren't really they don't feel open like with other guys sharing emotions and that kinda sucks. Okay, so this is from the um the Deccan Chronicle. It's a newspaper, I guess. Research says that women cry almost 64 times a year and men only cry between 6 and 17 times because of lack of an emotional hormone. I'm assuming that's estrogen. Let's see. Oh. I mean, 17 times a year sounds a little high to me. Unless, yeah, one month maybe. Yeah, so uh, 12 we, times a year. Apparently men have significantly lower levels of prolactin hormone related to emotional tears compared to Interesting. women. Interesting. Huh. Sounds like you got a little more prolactin. Yeah, I guess so. It was six to 17 times a year. This is the average for men. I got an idea. I got an idea. Tell me if you can hear this, okay? See if you'll pick up. Can you hear that? I can. Okay. Gosh, dang it, pick up. We're supposed to hang out in like a half hour. Dude. Who is this? Hey, this is Mark Ovi. Sorry, I wasn't Yeah, there's your answer. it. Let me text him. Tell him to call me. Um, Give me a, a rough estimate of what you think Mark's is going to be. I think his is going to um, be around mine. Maybe more than that. I don't know. So you said yours was how often? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe once a month. But now that I think about it, it's probably less. But I'll stick let with me call, once a month. Let me call Jordan. She'll pick up. Hello. 
Hey, hey Jordan. Jordan, welcome to the Round the po- Round the Campfire hey, podcast. Hey, you're on the uh, podcast right now. You got a minute? <laughs> Grocery store. <laughs> it's just a simple question. Okay. How often do you cry? Like, would you say a month? Oh, hmm. lately. Like, like a general summation. Yeah, like on average. Probably like once or twice. Once or twice a month? Yeah. And so that's. But like a good cry? I probably have like a really good cry like once every two months, I'd say. Okay. Like misty eyed? Uh, I would say a cry. You qualify as a cry if a tear streams down your face. Right, John? Wouldn't you say the same? I'd say, yeah, that counts. Yeah, that counts. I'd say lately, like within the last year or two, probably like one good cry a month. Mm, so like 12 to 24 times a year, something like that? See, that doesn't sound like enough. <laughs> no, yeah, that's not right. One to two times a month. Interesting. All right, thanks. I'll, uh, I'll, t- I'll text you. All right, bye. All right. All right. So 12 to 20, 24 times a month. No, 12 to 24 times a year. A year, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm at 12 times a year. So you're crying as much as a girl. I feel like she cries a lot. You think? No. No, she wouldn't lie, so. Sometimes she'll like text me and be like, oh, like, you know, work was really tough. I was in my car crying. Huh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever cried after a rough work day. Even seeing dead people at work. I'm like, well. Oh. Hey, howdy. Hey there, Marky. Hey, howdy. Hey there, Ty. How's it going? Good. You're on the podcast right now. You got a minute? Yeah, I guess so. All right, all right. Hey, I, I can't wait to get that get that uh, Buffalo Wild Wings with you in about uh, forty five minutes, huh? Yeah, it's gonna be good. Hey, um, how many times a month do you cry? How many times a month do I cry? Yeah, so like a tear streaming down your face is that constitutes itself as a cry. Like you, uh, you had a cry. You cried. Get okay. The, get the grammar. Okay, so right. I- I would probably say it wouldn't. It'd probably be like every other month. Once, so like six times a year. Six times a year. Six times a year, but it's more like it's more like those tearjerker videos that you see or something like that. Go ahead. Sorry. It's more like those like tearjerker, like stuff I see or whatever, or if I've been drinking a lot, you know, it's just like, oh no. Wait, like it, it doesn't uh, like if you're watching like an emotional movie or something that doesn't count. It has to be like, I'm sad, and then you oh. cry. Wait, 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 wait. Mine was with emotional movies and everything else too. What did John say? Oh, John was saying that his is with, um, he counts emotional movies too. No, I would say, oh dang. We'll call- I'd say if, like I'd probably say maybe. If, if I'm like emotional, like no movies, no music, no alcohol, <laughs> um, 
I would probably say I'm going to go in a year. I'm just going to go in a year. Okay. Off maybe once or twice. Once or twice a year? Yeah, John is shocked by your... Okay, so John, so revisit yours. No emotional movies or songs. It's just like I'm sad about something and now I am crying. What's your number? Three to four. Three or four times a year? Yeah. If you've ever gone on like the subreddit Happy Dad's Crying, I think it is. Bro, you'll you'll be bawling. You'll be bawling your eyes out within two minutes. All right. Thanks, Mark. I'll uh, text you when I'm leaving. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm going to try and find that subreddit. No, but that's different. That's like the soldiers coming home and their kids like, Daddy! Like, that'll make me cry. But that's like, oh, so happy. It's like different. Happy Crying Dads is the name of the subreddit. Yeah, but like happy crying is like, it's the same thing as like I was watching something really funny and I was crying laughing. It's like that's not. No, tech- no, no. It's not that. It's not that at all, dude. Like the the top one of all time is my dad hasn't seen his brother in over twenty years. This is my dad surprising him at the airport. Yeah, dude. No, I'll cry at that stuff, but it's not because I'm sad. It's just like, oh yeah. It's like happy. I'm watching it right now. I'm twenty one <laughs> seconds in. <laughs> no, dude. Oh, he saw him. Die. He saw him. <laughs> They're it doesn't hugging. count. They're doesn't hugging count. Die. It's so it doesn't beautiful. count. Their love survived 20 years. No, that's like the same. Again, it's the same thing as like, check out this video of this deaf baby getting hearing aids for the first time. And you can, when it first hears noise, it's like, can you imagine that shit though? Like if you, if we had another sense that we had no idea what it was, and then you can just like some doctor comes in one day and like flips it on with a switch and you could just have this other sense. That'd be so wild. That would be pretty cool. Real quick before we jump subjects. Mark was three to four times a year. Yours is what again? Um, Of crying about life three to four times yeah. a year. Yeah, I'd probably agree with Mark. All right. I got a call on her back. We didn't make that differentiation. Hello. Hey, you're on the podcast again. Follow up question. <laughs> okay. Or we need to revisit the previous one. Uh, okay. Your crying spells can't include emotional TVs, like TV shows, movies, or songs. Like, it's just like, I'm stressed, I'm sad, and now I'm crying. How many times a year? Yeah, I wasn't including songs or movies, so I would, oh, okay. I would stick to my answers. 12 to 24 times? Yeah, if it includes songs and movies, then it's a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a big baby if it comes to that. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Maybe maybe three on a stressful time. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe 10 times. All right. Wow. Okay. One I'll, to two. One to two. One to two. Maybe three. All right. Cool. Maybe Thank three. you. I'll uh, I'll I'll text you. <laughs> okay. Right. Bye. Okay. So that makes sense. Twelve to twenty-four times a year for her, versus like three to four times for us. Yeah. Or 
one third for you? Yeah, once a year, twice. If that. Yeah, dude, I should I should go to therapy. Have you gone to therapy ever? Uh, no. Do you feel like you could? It would be beneficial. Um. Yeah, I think it. Stuff like that is always beneficial, but I think the reason that I haven't been to therapy is I've always like when I've needed like to talk about something with someone like in, like, I feel like I have the ability to speak to someone if I need to usually sometimes. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So I think that I probably did a few years ago. You probably did go to therapy or you probably probably didn't need to could have used it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, uh, just moving to Texas and kind of being on my own, um, especially now that I've kind of moved away from the city where I, I went to school and it's kind of like put me on my own away from kind of all my friends and everything. It's really like I, I spend so much time with myself now and yeah, I don't know. It's just giving me a ton of time to think about myself and try and go back in my life and think about what I've done and how I got here and all the different experiences and decisions that I made and things that happened that got me in this exact spot. And it's kind of seen all this, all this stuff blend together. It's, I don't know. So I feel like it really kind of worked through things in the recent months. Hmm. Very responsible of you. I suppose. I don't yeah, know. If I ever. If you ever what? No, I feel like if I ever have negative emotions, it's just uh, alcohol helps. Well, <laughs> tends to only help for so long. <laughs> That's why you, then when, when it goes away, you get more. Hmm, we have our first review. Would I like to, would you like us to read it on air? Ty? First review. Uh, yeah. All right. So I sent for all our millions upon millions of listeners. Um, I sent a podcast out to a friend of mine and she listened to it and is now responding to it. Uh, this is our podcast that we did with our guest Ryan and we were talking about gangs and kind of gang warfare and I haven't even read this yet. So this is new for all of us. Can I get a drum roll please? <clears throat> Drum roll. Very informative. I never realized how systematic inmates are when it comes to following certain rules, quote unquote. I would love to know the psychological and behavioral characteristic of gangs members. It's fascinating to me how they have certain outlook on things. The last part really stood out to me with how he said gang members are taken in as children. And I was actually on the phone with a friend who grew up in that kind of environment. That's why I said one second he was telling me more about the lifestyle. All right, never mind. That's about it. Really. Um, but yeah, we have positive reviews. Look at that, one hundred percent positive reviews. That's a glowing response. What is uh, a what is your lady friend's profession? Because I can't imagine a lot of girls being like I'm interested psychologically. What's going on with the gang members? 
Oh, she's finishing her degree in poli sci and then going to law school. Ah, uh, see, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow, and really breaking records here. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, man. I don't think there's a single podcaster out there who can brag about having a one hundred percent positive positive reviews. There's not a single one. Dude, they're definitely gonna pull this up and be like, look, check this guy out, man. He's going for district attorney. His podcast has a hundred percent positive reviews. Let's get him. Let's, let's elect him. Dude, speaking of therapy and stuff, what do you think about this whole movement of like self-care? I'm literally on Instagram right now and this chick posted like a selfie or whatever. And then it was like, what does it say? Be kind to yourself. She has like this sticker on there, like the whole self-care, self-love. Do you like that? Are you on board with it? What's up? Um, to a certain degree, but I think that a a substantial part of the time, whenever people say self-care, it's actually an excuse to be lazy and abscond from their responsibilities. Yes, and and also to just be self-centered. Yeah, so I think there. I mean, there's a reason that there's the Sabbath, right? The day of rest. Like, there's a reason for that because man needs to rest. But he's also built for work. And absconding from your responsibilities isn't the solution. You have to kind of rise to the occasion and take, like, a a set time aside for break. But I don't think you should. So I, I guess it depends. When you're able to control that and say, like, yeah, this is the time that I set aside to relax, I think that's great, and it's great self care. But I don't think that like, oh, I need a mental health day and then taking like a whole day off work. Like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're upset, but stuff has to get done. You know, the world's going to stop through your self-care time. And well, I, I guess that's what my thoughts on it like are best articulated is that if, you, if you're thinking that your self-care time, the world stops while you do your little self-care, then – like, I don't think that's proper self-care. But if you're setting time aside to not think about the world, but knowing that the world's going to continue on, you're going to have responsibilities. But if you can set a t- uh, time aside to kind of get out of that, out of the rat race, like they say, and time for yourself and then jump back in, that's cool. But to expect, like, the world to stop just because you, you know, need self-care time, I think that's insane. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Like, I'll see girls that are, like, post, like... uh just really harping on girls um like this giant like ice cream sundae and they're like self-cared blah, blah. it's like like what you said it's like no you're just being lazy and eating food that makes you feel good even though it'll make you freaking fat and unhealthy it's not self-care it's just like an excuse right i don't know i don't freaking like it i see that stuff and it's just like get over yourself like yeah, that, Did we have? I, I, I like. I think if people are gonna say like ice cream is self care, it's better to describe it as like a cheat meal, because you know it's bad for you. Like it's it's not like it's and you know like you're doing it just for the taste of it, and to like the dopamine is gonna give you when you have that delicious sugary vanilla ice cream, but like yeah to say. 
I don't like self-care either. Like just the term itself, I think. I think it comes with like connotations. Of or they'll like being post like, a photo of their nails and they'll be like, self-care, self-care. I'm conscious of my needs. I, I don't know. Like, my I nails. Feel, I feel like with a lot of stuff on social media is the base of it, like the, the general underlying principle may true. But social media, it just breeds narcissism. Like, it just breeds it. Like, everything on social media is about narcissism. Um, like, I think for the most part, when people post pictures. And there's, like, p- other people who, like, just do it so their family and friends can see what's going on. But I think a lot of people, and I, I did this, too, when I was, like, getting really big on Instagram. I was just doing it, like, the, you know, the dopamine that getting the likes would... Were you getting big on Instagram? Yeah, I had like a 15,000 followers. Because of what? Um, I was dating a girl that was Insta-famous at the time. Mm. Uh, So I got a lot of followers from her. She was tagging me in a ton of stuff. Dude, And then uh, she also... So apparently how all that works, and she was kind of showing me behind the scenes, is you'll get shout-outs, like shout-out for shout-outs, to like these different accounts. Um who like kind of their theme, I guess is similar to your page. So you'll, you can even buy shout outs on like big accounts. Um, but usually it's just shout out for shout outs. So they're like posting people everywhere and that's how you get followers. Um, and it's like, it's a whole thing, man, but it's, it's just not good. It's not healthy. Um, so, I mean, it's just really not healthy dude. Cause I think it goes into like, you're just, wanting the clicks wanting the attention all the time it's just narcissistic yeah and then uh there's like these these chicks that are like like genetically they've been like blessed you know and all they do is go to the gym a little bit and make sure they don't eat like bad food and then they're like check it out i'm an influencer and uh if you do my workout plan you can buy here you can look like me too and it's like no like you're genetically just like you've made it and now you're like advertising it and putting it out there. Like everyone else can do it. Same with guys that are on Instagram, like bodybuilding things. So this is how you get jacked like me. It's like, no dude, you're just on steroids. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I hate the fitness industry with the passion, dude. I really don't like them. Um, Because a lot of times it's like, Oh, look like this guy. It's like, no, like I will never look like that person. Not because like, even if I worked out 10 times a day, got down to like 2% body fat, I'm not going to look like that person because I have different genetics. And when my body's at his level of performance, I'm going to look different. And that's just how it is. And we all look different. And I don't know. I think social media has just been an absolute detriment for society, man. I really like... It's crazy because we're just comparing people to literally the most beautiful of the most beautiful people that have like exist on the planet. It's yeah. a crazy comparison. Like it's no longer just like, Oh, me in my hometown. Um, Oh yeah. My chances are looking good. It's like me and Ryan Gosling, like bro. Dude, I'm screwed. I don't look well, who's like the, who's the guy that plays. Who's the guy that plays Thor? Um, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. That man is a beautiful man. And like, <laughs> I can't compare myself to him because that's insane. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and he's also... I mean, we got to wrap this thing up. I got to go get freaking Buffalo Wild Wings and toxic diarrhea with Mark and a few. But... Excellent. Yeah, dude, that guy is... If you're talking about Chris Hemsworth, dude, uh, for however many months before the filming of those movies, all he does is have a personal trainer. He has a personal chef, a nutritionist. They're dialing... It's all he does every day is right. just gets ready for that role. They're probably, probably giving him a little extra, you know, a little extra boost, if you know what I mean, with some other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's terrible, man. I, I got to get rid of my social media. That's going to make me cry. See, all we need is this time. This will be our little outlet. Yeah, it's great. It is. It's been great hanging out with. All of you are millions of millions of listeners. If you're a guy and you cry a lot, uh, email us at uh, John. What's the email? Round the campfire at gmail.com. In fact, let's just everybody, girls, guys, give us uh, like how many times a year you cry. Um, yeah. Exclude happy stuff, movies, songs. Happy dads crying, whatever that thing was. You, know, you have to exclude I, that. I don't know if we can, because what if excluding that would lead to people excluding? Like, is what? What if like a song reminds you of something going on in your personal life? You know what I mean? That's a good point. So I almost feel like I should keep my twelve to thirteen number. That's like my base. Oh, sorry, I just hit my mic. That's my base, just because I don't know. Maybe it's all connected. Something just hit super strong that day. Yeah, I might have to leave that one in. Dang. Okay. Okay. It's uh, even if it's prompted by a song or a movie, okay. you can only include crying episodes to where you are reflecting on something that is happening or has happened to you in real life. So the source of the crying is something real even though a movie or a TV sh- or a, a song might spur it on. I think that's valid. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's make a call. Can, can you hear that? No. Can you hear that? No. Faith. Hey. All right. So you're on the podcast right now. How many times would you say that you cry a year? Dang, I wish we could hear. Did you say three or 30 times a year? 30 times a year. Pull her, pull her closer to the mic. I can hear her a little bit. Well, how many crumbs, how many times do you cry in a month? Okay. That's the same same as Jordan. All right, bye. All right, two times a month. Yeah. Same as Jordan. Sounds about right. So for guys, it's like three to four times a year, generally. And for girls, it's like 12 to 24. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think we're good. I think we'll just leave it right at that.
Guys right. and girls are different. Who knew that? It's a strange, strange world we live in. Look at that. Already solved one of life's mysteries. Hmm. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week on Round the Campfire. Thanks for joining us again. All right. Adios.